Well, John, it's the first time we've been together this year. Um, Happy New Year. Thank you, Mr. Scotty. But the New Year took place, I don't know, some number of days ago. How come you waited so long to wish me a Happy New Year? Do you have so many other friends that you had to kind of make it through the list before you got to me? I save the best to last, John. Save the best to last. Ah, that's why you still have many more to go. (laughs) I didn't say a word. You thought it. But John, it's a sad beginning to the new year. It is. I am. I have, I've been quite sad, actually, since yesterday afternoon. Uh, I, I hadn't uh, been on Twitter for a while, but then I, I, I got on Twitter and the first tweet I saw was, was Pieber, Patrick Brolson, who uh, tweeted that uh, his very close friend and colleague Jordan Breeding has had finally succumbed to cancer. And, and I, I've just been thinking about him, uh, as I know a bunch of other people have since, since yesterday. Um, and I actually first met him at NS conference in 2011, which I, I from what I've understood from Twitter, uh, that was his first conference that he went to. I wonder if that, that's, I, 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 I'm not sure if that's the case, but that's what somebody told me. That's, that's my understanding. Um, at the time I was working with Jordan, um, I've worked on a couple of projects around that time, time with him. Um, I was working on a project with him and Trevor Squires, a team of three. Um, I was definitely the dumb member of that team. Um, and he came over to uh, NS conference that year. Um, a really great guy. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing how consistent the tweets and the Facebook posts and everything else have been that, you know, everybody, um, has said really the same things about him. Firstly, how clever he was, and he was an incredibly intelligent person. But secondly, how generous and humble he was with that intelligence um, and how he shared with people. And he would always made you feel like you could be better and, and do better and um, was always having a laugh about things. And it's uh, I, I just think the, the Twitterverse... Um, has been saying a lot, and there was a post on Daring Farball last night as well, um, and I and I think it's just uh, um, a, g- a great statement of who he was. Yeah, I, uh, I I I saw a tweet that came from his account, which I I believe to be from his father, um, and that that's that almost kind of sent me into a tailspin because you know nobody wants to lose their child, nobody you know it just it shouldn't happen, but. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I, I to the, he, what he had said, it was, you know, please keep him in your memory. You were family to him. And, and I, you know, I, I didn't know him terribly, terribly well. I only met him that, that time. And then I saw him at, at other conferences. And it's, uh, uh, I think it, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a bit at a loss for words, but I just wanted to at least help honor his memory a little bit. I had some photos that I took of him. It was kind of a funny thing that he was there. And of course, where do you meet everybody at a conference at the bar, either before or after? And I was I was taunting him because he had this Apple uh, uh, tattoo on his forearm. I said, "Wow, do you really do you, you're you're full on fanboy?" And he goes, "That's nothing. Look at this." He rolls up the, the his left leg pants and shows on his calf this Coco is my girlfriend uh, tattoo, and he was super proud of that. I mean, he's proud of both of them. That was like really so. I had no choice but to like get lie down on the floor because I had at that, that uh, year. I think it was the first that I decided, or no, the second one that I decided I was going to appoint myself as the official snark photographer of NS conference. So I'm there on the floor looking like an idiot, trying to get the picture you know from the ground up of him to cap 
capture of both. And he's, he's laughing, he's smiling. So um, I was very happy when I posted it on Twitter yesterday and, and, and it got included with some really nice words from, from his colleague at, uh, at Martian Craft. And uh, so I, anyway, I, I, I put it up on Flickr and I'm going to open up a pool and I'm hoping everybody can just share whatever pictures they have because it, it's good for us. But I think it's, you know, uh, if God forbid anything happened to my son, I would I would I would just want to have every every possible scrap of remembrance I possibly could. Every photo, every tweet, every everything just to, to, to have something to hold on to a little bit. So anyway. And I think it was from that NF, NS conference he went, I can't remember the story quite exactly, I may get this a little bit wrong, um, but it was from that NS conference he went home and um, it's just after he got home he had the offer letter to go and join Apple or at least the offer to come and interview for Apple. It was one of those two at that point. And uh, I, I remember at the time because he, he was a young man, he wasn't sure if he should go for it or, or wait for it and uh, we, we encouraged him to to go for it and he went and joined Apple and um, I believe he began on the performance team or, or one of the low level teams to begin with but uh, um, at the end of his time here at Apple he he reached the UI kit team and was on the UI kit team and, and for Jordan that was just like uh, I'm just so pleased and I know he didn't get to do it for very long and he had to leave it but he was he was basically in his dream job and that's really so cool. Indeed indeed. Hug your kids, hug your friends, hug your family. Do it every day. Yeah, and I think uh, the lesson to to learn from Jordan's life there as well is if you have dreams, if you have ambitions, don't don't put them off. Go for them. So, John, we're talking of uh, of dreams and ambitions. We're in two thousand and fifteen, and. you know, it's uh, I gave up having New Year's resolutions a long time ago because I realised that they were, um, uh, yeah, it was just setting myself up for failure. And uh, so now, basically, I, I begin the year with what I call New Year vagaries, where I have some rough thinking and ideas that may or may not be valid. And if they if they uh, work out during the year, then I will praise myself for thinking about them at the beginning of year and being such a focused person. And if they don't, I can easily dismiss them as they were vague uh, sort of thoughts at the back of my head, which had no um, connection or concern to life in any way at all. And it it allows me to be in a win-win situation. Um, So on that sort of basis that this is just a couple of friends, it's the beginning of the year, um, I'm assuming it's 8.15 in the morning, I'm assuming you've had a couple of drinks by now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're just having a a natter. um, you know, what are your vagaries for uh, for 2015? Well, I dream about uh, embracing my inner cranky old man. That's what I'm going to work on this year. Now, um, uh, I actually, you know, this year's is is the year I would I, well, I would love to see that my software gets used by by a million people or more. I don't know what will happen. I'm going to work really hard at it. You know, um, and uh, it's it's yeah because I, I I think I've I've said in other times in other contexts that I I've, I'm proud of the apps that I've I've written. I've written software that was enterprise software that was you know sold for millions of dollars per per contract, but I've never to date made software that's been used by millions of people getting there this is the year that i would like to be able to say yes i've made it happen so i mean obviously this isn't an indie project and we're talking about findry here i'm assuming yeah yeah and and so a million people well that's that's got to be a realistic aim i would have thought hasn't it yeah 
That's good. Well, how are you going to know? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's various ways. I mean, there's definitely you know most apps are, are have are, are have analytics in them, um, and so you can tell. <laughs> not not revealing anything. I just just it was a stupid question, but I just want to know what your answer was going to be. <laughs> Uh, see what what I what I meant to say is like Ted. I mean Teddy. You know Scotty. Have you been dropped on your head or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are. I, I just wanted to prove that nothing's changed in this new year, and uh, I'm, I'm no more intelligent than I was last year. No, it's not the intelligence. You're you're every bit as mean as as, as you've always been. No, no. I was it was a genuine question of 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 how you were. Going to you know what what counts as a million users is it the fact that a million people have downloaded your app is it a million um, a million people have logged on during the year through your app is it that the fact that you know a, a million people are using your app every no, month I, or every no, no, day no, no, or no, every no. week Scotty's that's you're you're setting the bar way too high I'm talking about like a million pixels of screen real estate taken up <laughs> by your app during the okay. course of the year so you're going to buy several iPhone six pluses and be done with it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> they don't have to get a real job, figure out how to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, so yeah. Well, well, for me, uh, this year, you know, and I think I've said this, I didn't say it last year, and I don't think I said it the year before, but I have said it probably six or seven times over the last 10 years. Um, this is the year... I do want to release something that's got my name on it, as opposed to it's been done for something somebody else, and uh, or it's um, you know I've done it through consultancy or whatever, just to um, have something out there and can have my name on it that I can say, um, yep, that's that's me or me and friend or, or whatever it might be and uh, i've had several attempts at that in the past and things have been out there they've never been um uh things have been that passionate about so i've got some some plans which i'm not going to talk about because i don't want to set myself up for failure but uh um if we're sat here at this time next year and um saying you know product x is out there and it has you wanted a million users what shall i say it has 10 users um, then, then uh, I think um, of which uh, at least four are not my family. Um, then yeah, I, I think that will be uh, a reasonable year. And John, I'd like us to be a bit more consistent with this podcast. We were a bit a bit flimsy last year, really. Mm. I think we can safely blame that on you, though, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to argue on air? Not at all. There's no arguing facts. Oh, there we are. Okay, so you want a million people to use your software. I want to have some software that 10 people use. Um, what do you think is going to happen in our uh, in our developer world this year? This is what I can play back to you this time next year and just um, and, and demonstrate what a genius you are. I, gosh, you know, there's a bunch of things I suppose you could say because, you know, you could say, oh, this will be the year that wearables really take off. I mean, wearables are, are already kind of well underway. I think Fitbit probably in, in many ways is the most successful. You know, everybody's waiting to see what happens with Apple Watch, but I don't think those are the important things. I think that this, I'm hoping that this is the year where 
where there there's a significant change in consciousness that people realize that they have to pay for software. And I, I know we've talked about it before, um, so I'm not going to open that up. But somehow I'd like to think that 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 whether it's software or or music or or you know any other types of expression, that this is the year that's seen as is kind of the the, the crossing point. And I, I'm thinking of as much about things like Patreon, which lets you patronize people who produce music uh, and, and 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 other art forms. Um, and there's that, that's a kind of a specialized patronage software, which I think is really cool, and I, I, it seems to be growing. I, I I can't help but wonder if if people will then kind of say, you know, uh, uh, we've had enough with with with, you know, free that's not really free, and 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 you know, uh, things that where it's not very clear who the who the participants in the transaction are. Um, I, I've been following the whole indie software thing that Aral Balkan and his colleagues have been working on. I think it, it, it's interesting and I hope it succeeds. Um, I just think that it would be really nice if 2015 is the year that, that, that things settle into a little bit less fluffy and, and a little bit more real. Yeah, I'm not sure you're going to see that. I'd yeah. like to see it. Um, I think... Well, if we don't, it will be your fault. Well, there's... It's an interesting thing here because obviously the in our Apple ecosphere, um, the whole software pricing has been a, a a major point now for you know probably you know, ever since the iPhone effectively and and everything just started from there and software prices decreasing, um, and I think a lot of people have. Uh, felt that Apple didn't help that by making things like iWork uh, very, very cheap and then free and uh, by dropping prices. And we've had all those debates, you know, 20 times over the last three or four years um, around that. But I'm just wondering, you know, at the moment there's this current sort of debate going on that um, it just works is no longer the Apple mantra uh, mm. because it doesn't anymore. And the, the software quality within Apple has been going downhill. Now, um, regardless of whether that's true or false or whether the statistics add up to that or don't add up to that, um, there is a feeling of that going around, at least within the developer community. I have to honestly say I don't know how strong that feeling is outside of the developer community um, because it's really, really hard to gauge what's going on outside of something you're in the middle of. Um, But I'm just wondering if... Um, at least amongst serious software users from the type of people who were going to pay for software anyway. Because let's let's remember that um, it's only been a tiny minority of people who've ever bought software for their computer. The vast majority of people, I'll go as far as saying 95, 96, maybe even 97% of people who bought a new Mac probably never put any other software on it than what came on it, especially when it used to come with... um, uh, all the iLife suite and, and, and all the other tools and other things that Apple used to bundle uh, initially anyway. Um, so the percentage of people using Macs who bought software was always been small, I think. Um, and those that percentage of people, which is still an enormous number of people, um, I, I guess have always proven that they're prepared to pay for software. And maybe have just in some way got caught up in um, the whole, well, now it needs to be free and and the rest of it. But with this uh, sort of atmosphere at the beginning of 2015 that 
you know, well, Apple software isn't really the prime example. We've always wanted it to be. Um, and there's going to be this dissatisfaction with, you know, the fact it doesn't just work anymore, that now actually there's going to be an opportunity for software that just works, not feature filled, not overflowing with everything else, but just works to begin to rise to the surface again. And people will begin to pay, you know, $20 instead of $5 or $40 instead of $20 or whatever for it, because, you know, we've been through this, you know, boom and bust of, of, of software that's free and crap and everything else. And, and now we're going to get back to, for a certain percentage of the community, but a big enough percentage to keep us all in a living, uh, to buy software if we develop the right software. Um, now, of course, yeah, the challenge in that is, you know, when you're in a culture that's saying don't buy software and whatever else to, to write and put the effort into software that just works – is um, uh, is a gamble, but uh, I think there are opportunities out there for people to um, to do that. And I'm wondering if that, in that way, we might begin to see um, a a part of the community do that. However, I would doubt if the overall situation changes that much. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I think I'm going to be as I, I absolutely agree that this should be the year where 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 quality you know comes back um whether that will have a noticeable impact i'm going to be as as reserved as you were about my dreams um because as i was listening to you talk i was thinking yeah what i just said is like it's not going to happen (laughs) (laughs) but but in fairness okay let's let's um you know if we go back and, and we seriously look at um software um and and people who've been doing this for a while and you look at um a, a lot of the people and i don't i I'm, I'm i'm basing this based on um what it looks like i don't have any real information other than what these people have actually said for themselves but the fact that they're still in business they're still doing things that we're doing is what basis me but panic and um flying meat with acorn mm. and bare bones with bb edit and a red sweater with Mars edit, um, you know, Omni Group. Um, I mean, Omni Group have just posted a review of 2014. We'll put in the show notes, which says they've had their best year ever selling software. They've made the most money ever selling software this year or last year, as it was now. Um, these guys have never gone into the falling market. These guys have never gone into the race to the bottom. They've just been spending the last five, six, seven years, it is, plugging away, doing what they've always done. Um, and yes, they've said at times things have been a bit more difficult and it's been more tempting to do things. But on the whole, they're still making money. They're still in business and they're still selling software at a decent price. And so maybe the point was it was we should have just kept doing what we were doing in the first place. Possibly. But, but I mean, um, you know, uh, I think that the, 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 the secret, secret to, to, to some of them is that, yeah, that they've stuck with it for a long, long time. But they've also, you know, been able to, to say, well, this part of, of my software business is not expected to make much money or, you know, you know, there was the, there was a, the, wasn't there a blog post by panic saying, hey, you know, we're not being able to, to, to really justify working on the, the, the super polished iOS apps, but they still are able to do it because their their desktop apps are doing well. I'm sorry if you already said that because I while we were talking, my, my headphone went out. 
I, I could tell that because it sounded like you were, I, I don't know, actually, to be honest, in my ears, it sounded like you were undressing, but I didn't want to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put last year behind me. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, and I've, I've been a, I think ever since iOS came along, um, I have been a strong um, proponent of if you want to go into the software business and you want to make money, develop Mac apps. Mm. Uh, even though you're going to sell far less and even though, um, you know, a, a couple of thousand sales will put you in a really good ranking on the Mac app store from, you know, the best of my knowledge and everything. You know, the people who we talk about, Daniel Jelka, Gus Muller, um, you know, all these indies, th- these guys, they make money by selling mainly their apps on the Mac for $30, $40, $50 a pop. They're not trying to do it. Um, don't get me wrong. There are people who are making money by selling 99 cents apps and whatever else. But if you want to look at the people who probably closest relate to me and myself and you who are going to be sort of one-man bands or two-man bands, um, you know, who want to do this, maybe they're running a full-time job and they're doing this in the evening, trying to get into that indie career, um, you know, just the way that people like Daniel and Gus did. Um, you know, that's the place to go still, I think, for making money. Mac apps are still the place to go. Indeed. So there we are. So uh, anything else for this year, John? Uh, no, no. That's it. You are limiting yourself to one ambition. Oh gosh, Scotty! Now you put me on the sky. I, I, <laughs> that's all right. No, you don't. You don't have to be more ambitious than that. That's that's fine. Um, <laughs> I think your little your little ambition of only having a million users is it's that's fine. If you want to be you know that that narrow focused, that's cool. That's up to you. Each to their own. Oh, shut up. All right, fine. I'm going to slip on this thing. I, you know, as 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 I, I think I've said, I, I I work on some other things that I, I do some other projects which I've enjoyed working on. One of which is this app called Mightyverse, which uh, uh, is for learning language and exchanging, you know, interesting phrases, very idiomatic phrases that you're unlikely to find in, in a book that are are growing, you know, and, and changing all the time as language does. Um, I've been working on that a little bit. I worked on it a little bit over the break when Findery was shut down, got it to another place. I would really like to see that um, get out into the world firmly and 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 have a content flywheel so that, that people actually do send and receive phrases to each other in multiple languages across the world. I think it would be a lovely thing. Um, so that I will add that to the pile. How about that? So I got two on the table. That sounds cool. Well, actually, that mine, it, well, if I want to do sort of thin segues and whatever else, my sort of uh, next one links up because I'd like to learn to write or I'd like to learn to write better than I do um, or I'd actually like to write in a way that's something resembling proper grammatically correct English as opposed to the random number of letters I often throw onto the page if I'm doing something. Um, and I'm not talking about um, writing a book or you know a blog post a day or making any of those promises that you know I, I, I know I won't keep already. But um, you know, I'm I'm just not a good writer. I just um, I don't have a, a command of the English language in a way I'd like to. Um, just just my basic understanding of the structure of the language isn't um, what I like it to be, and so I would just like to over this year get better at that. And you know, I will probably do that by writing some things, whether they'll ever hit public or not. But um, I think you know, just to have that. Uh, that ability to to be uh, if not a master, but at least a proficient in the language, the one language I can speak, because <laughs> um, uh, I'm I, I'm not multilingual in speaking in any way at all. I'm a typical Englishman, and, and probably like you know 
most Americans as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I'd like quite like to do that uh, uh, that this year, and so uh, express myself on the on the page. <laughs> so an image came to mind, and I will not. <laughs> I will not go with it, so I will. I will shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> so some things don't change in in this year, do they? Yes, there. I am. I am vulgarity and snark. You can set your watch to. Okay, and one one other thing, John, if because I'm not going to stretch you to put another one, is uh, that I want to set as a goal for this year, and this is one that um, uh, I, I think is achievable is I would like us to have more guests back on this podcast, I think. I think we should be able to do that if we haven't managed to offend everybody. Yeah, I think I think we should, uh, not not all the time, but I think we should have to bring some people on, sometimes just for a chat, sometimes to just tell us about their products, sometimes to tell us about them, but um, to, to re-engage the community. We've had a year, John, of just me and you chatting, and it's been great fun, and um, we will continue to do that um for the three or four people who like listening to that and um uh but maybe to to widen ourselves out to the community and, and do a bit of a mix up and uh, and do that so um if you're out there listening to this show and you produce a product or um you write a blog or uh you've got an interesting job or you just feel you have something else to say and you'd like to come and join myself and john on this show and um share with the world well a very small part of the world um what he's doing um you know we'd love to have you on the show and um just uh turn the show back into a little bit of more of a community show uh where we began uh, a little while ago and um to 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 put out there so uh iDeveloper.co um is the email address to write to and um we will we will see what we can do and i i just look forward to um getting to know some interesting people um that uh, maybe no one else has ever heard of um but they get to come on this show and then a few more people have heard of them and uh, they become uh, somebody that uh, we can know and uh, hopefully like and appreciate there you go so yeah so i'm not talking about trolling through you know the you know the the list of podcast guests podcast guests where you know everybody knows who the person is already and and, and do that although we may do some of those because some of those, those are great people and, and do them but um you know, uh, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, you know, the everyday developer who's got something to say for 15 minutes um, on our short shows and, uh, and uh, give that a give that a bash this year and see how it works. Well, we should do that then. Get in touch. We will. And with that, John, we will come in under our 30 minutes as we start again for this year. Um, so where can people find you on the... Uh, interwebs well you can find me on findery as john fox and you can find me on the twitters as djembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum and you can find out all about my product memory miner at memoryminer.com my name is scotty and you can find me on twitter as mac devnet and you can uh, find the show notes for this show at ideveloper.co where you can sign up and receive them by email should you so desire and i am sure it's a burning desire within you if you haven't done so already my personal blog is wafflewithmeaning.com where you may get i say the word may to experience my journey into learning how to write this year in all let's be let's be let's be uh, ambitious here all six blog posts i make <laughs> in the next 12 months I'm trying to give myself a fighting chance of meeting the goal. 
Oh. John, it was an absolute pleasure spending 2014 with you. I look forward to spending 2015 with you. Uh, and as we just finish the show, um, once again, our thoughts, prayers, hearts and feelings go out to uh, Jordan and his family and all his friends and everyone who knew him. Uh, Jordan, you were a great guy. Rest in peace, mate. Thank you.